All right. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to another episode of FinTech Fridays. I'm super pumped to have Kristen Messerly join. So, Kristen, it seems like you and I uh, kind of do this every six months or so. We'll jump on either my podcast or your podcast or somebody else's podcast, and we're just kind of having a conversation about the state of the state, right, the state of the market. And uh, we ran into each yeah. other at a handful of the last – you know, over the last month or so at a couple conferences, I don't even remember the last one, maybe it was MBA tech. Uh, I think we, I think we agreed yeah. we would jump back on and kind of talk about the market a little bit and specifically um, how, what you're seeing from originators in terms of the pivot and probably equally important, you know, kind of what you're seeing and hearing from consumers. But uh, before we do that, how are you doing? <laughs> Doing good. I'm at another conference right now. So I'm in Austin at the TMBA and um, yeah, just been kind of back to back as you have been as well. Um, but I think it is a really interesting time to talk about this kind of thing. And as we talked about before, just the shift towards a purchase market makes all the stuff that you and I talk about all the time really relevant and important for us to con you know, continue yeah, I, th I think the last time we were on a podcast together, and I don't know if it was this one or yours or somebody else's that we were on together, the market was completely different. It was still chaos. Refinances yeah. were falling out of the sky. Uh, from from my seat, yeah. you know, a, a, as a tech provider, the uh, some of the feedback and or objections I was getting then were, "Well, we're too busy. We have enough business." Blah 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 blah. And so mm -hmm. here we are, end of April, twenty twenty two. Par rates are north of five percent. There's not too many refinances happening margin compression, layoffs are the headlines. What are you hearing when you're talking to mm -hmm. originators and, and how are they dealing with this, this rapid, massive shift? How are they or are they leveraging technology to, to, to help them? And then uh, kind of pivoting off of that, you know, you're, you spent a lot of time studying and interviewing consumers. And I'm curious if consumer sentiment is kind of shifting as the market shifts. Yeah, well, I think it's really interesting and exciting that lenders have really started to focus a lot on their tech stack and adopting new technology. So I think now our challenge is just helping lenders identify which ones to prioritize and how and when to you know implement those things. But I think previously we were doing a lot of education on why this type of technology or whatever should be important to them. And now it's more like... We, they want it all. And I think that's a really great place to be in. And also for a lot of lenders, I mean, they saw this coming that refis were going to end. And so they started putting some of these things in place. Um, so I think that while we're hearing a lot of, I've been hearing a lot of some fear and, you know, just anxiety around the market shifting, especially after having a huge refi boom and now needing to totally shift their focus. Um, a lot of them are doing a good job with that, you know, and, and knowing, okay, this is where we're going to double down on some of our referral partner programs or um, some of the purchase market, innovating on some of the loan products they're offering. And so I think that's, um, that's great on the lender side. On the consumer side, it's what you would expect. Definitely people are expressing a lot of anxiety about the market and and 
rightfully so. I mean, I bought a home in LA a year ago, so it was in the it wasn't a good time for interest rates. But um, but I have a lot of friends who have waited and are are really uncertain over whether or not this is a good time to buy. And um, and I hear mixed things in the market as well from loan officers and real estate professionals. And so. I think, um, you know, I have some thoughts on where, what the market is saying, like what borrowers are talking about in terms of what they need and expect from lenders. But I think overall, um, we really just need to lean into that personalized advice um, for, for us to connect those dots for borrowers Yeah, that's a, that's a great, um, a great point. Because I, you know, I think for a lot of originators out there, especially some that have been, that are new to the industry, this is like, a total shell shock, right? And so, and frankly, for a lot of prospective home buyers that are that that are new to this process, they're they're used to seeing you know rates with threes, maybe even twos, <laughs> um, not high fours and fives. Um, what 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 are when you're talking to to top top performers, top originators? And I know you spend a lot of time in that space. What are some of the top originators saying? How they're handling kind of that advice that they're giving to these these consumers. Well, first of all, I'm really excited that we are announcing we we skipped a year in this program, but have now relaunched the our top performers program. So this week we've announced our top ten performers across the entire company and um, user base. And so I've been interviewing a bunch of them. And so far I've interviewed about five of the ten. I'm going to continue through that, but it's been really cool to hear, I, very inspiring for me because, and I think it would be inspiring to you too, just the, the kinds of things that they're talking about that they say, this is, you know, I ask them, how do you get to the top? How, how do you, what are your strategies around customer experience? And all of them talk about responsiveness and communication. Um, almost all of them have talked, I, I think all of them have talked about humanizing the process, you know, and, and being a guide or advisor or personalizing advice or some level of transparency. So, you know, that's obviously yeah. very near and dear to both of our hearts. And been great to hear, hear yeah, that from them. I, I, there's, a, there's one uh, originator who I'm pretty close with who's a very, very top performer in, in all markets. He has one piece of advice, answer your phone. And, and, and when you hear that, you're like, really? That's your advice? But then when you think about it as a consumer, whether it's mortgage or other you know, products that you're, you're seeking, it, that's, like a, that's a little thing that not everybody does. And you know, I think it's uh, it's refreshing. Yeah. What I always find when I'm talking to the the true best of the best, the top performers, a lot of times they're not doing anything that would just blow your mind in terms of of of, of what they're doing. It's the fact that they're doing something and they do it consistently, uh, and they and they've done it regardless mm -hmm. of what yeah. number was on a rate sheet. And, you know, it could be a two, could be a five. They're doing the same things that are that produce consistent results and. I'm assuming that's a lot of the kind of the feedback you're getting as you're going through this process. These are these are top performers that are going to be top performers regardless of what the market does. Yeah, I think it was it was cool for me to hear this from them because I, I did I, I don't know what I expected, but I guess I expected some kind of big thing that they do, you know, like I'm, we send out this, you know, plant at every closing and I don't know, so some, something. And it really isn't rocket science. They truly is answer your phone. They, they are responsive. They, um, 
are transparent about the process. And I think that um, everyone expressed a true passion for their borrowers. And, and I think that passion really bleeds through into their ratings and, um, and why customers come so back to them. Well, go ahead. Sorry. So I was just going to ask you, I mean, I know you talk to a lot of top performers and lenders. Is there anything that I haven't said that no, you that's, hear? No, that's what's refreshing is it, it's, this is not like some crazy, uh, you know, secret algorithm that, that only a handful of people have. It's, you know, using a sports analogy, it's some basic blocking and tackling, but it's consistent. It's consistent and reliable, you know, whatever that thing is you're doing and answering the phone is one of those. It's being responsive and uh, via email or text, however they're communicating with you is it. So it's, it, but it's also, um, it's also being purposeful in, in where you source business. And, and so what, one of the things that I, I've, I've been doing this a, a lot, long time, 31 years in, in mortgage banking. So I've seen all the different cycles and what, the best purchase performing loan officers, they don't bail on purchases when it's a refinance boom, right? They they stay focused on kind of their referral sources, their partners, and and still that's their 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 bread and butter. They where they flex is is their ability to handle another twenty five or thirty percent of volume that comes their way via refinances. But they never let that you know, dictate or take away from their kind of core business. And so when, when the market shifts as rapidly as it just did, those are the winners. Those people are going to win because now the, the rest of the originators are scrambling to go chase business that these top performers have just been truly focused on. Um, and that, that's, that's, yeah. nothing changes, you know, 30 years later, that was the case, you know, 30 years ago when, when there was a refinance boom. Yeah, and I think that there's a lot of technology that can improve yeah. a lot of these processes, and we can talk about some of that. But I, I also think that the most important thing is actually just communicating this kind of customer customer centric experience to your teams, you know, and and that lenders who, like you said, are really good at this, they have a culture that's centered around that uh, that customer. So you guys experience. with with speaking of customer experience with uh, experience dot com, you guys see. Uh, all of this feedback, good, bad, ugly, indifferent, right? And so I, and I, I do want to get it. Yeah. It's okay. Maybe it's not. But I, I would love to be able to share today on the podcast who some of your award winners are if you're prepared to do that. Um, we'll get there in a minute. Not yeah, yet. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to. <laughs> um, okay. I guess first I'd like, to, I'd like to maybe just get your feedback on what you see in the data as it relates to the, the, the feedback that you guys are all compiling and aggregating on behalf of your clients and these originators, are there some common themes that kind of come out of the, out, out of the feedback and out of the ratings? Well, I'm actually, I'm really excited about over the next year, we're going to be aggregating a lot more of that data to be able to provide insights to our customers and to the industry. So we're going to get really drilled in on a lot of that. But from what we see in our top performer lenders and loan officers, it really is all around the consistency factor. Um, I think a lot of people talk about 
document, you know, document upload, yeah. that whole situation being difficult in the negative, you know, negative ones. But and that's another area that's very easy to fix with technology. Um, but, you know, one area that I have been really excited about in working with experience.com over the last year has been in our shift towards not just asking at post close about for their feedback. And I think this goes to the whole shift around being a customer centric experience that we are asking for feedback for a lot of our, our lenders. We ask that after application, so mid-process, and we check in and say, hey, have you had any questions? Or, hey, how are you feeling about the process so far? You know, and that way you can catch the customer yeah. before they trit or before, you know, while they're having a difficult time, escalate those things in the moment. And that's where technology can really help automate some of these things but then and engage with the customer, but then you bring in the human element when they respond and they um, address those issues. So I feel like this is a good example, whether, you know, it's in, this is a use case within experience.com, but whatever technology is being used, it should automate and speed up or create efficiencies around engaging or providing a good experience with the customer, but all leading to a human interaction, you know? So I think you're familiar with what Stratmore does with their, their, uh, customer sat and you know there's there's the um, uh, the other the other big model you know the massive uh, customer uh, satisfaction scores that that are out there in my prior life at Flagstar we used mm -hmm. uh, we worked with Stratmore and what was fascinating was asking a, a a simple question early in the process and in the way the question was asked and then answered setting proper expectations almost always correlated to a higher customer satisfaction score. And so I think what you just described, with, which is what you guys are doing now as part of the process and asking for feedback and, and uh, uh, asking how it's going much earlier than waiting to the end, it gives, it gives you a chance to create a raving fan out of what otherwise may have been a sideways deal. And, and I'm guessing you see that all the time. Totally. Even when I was buying a home a year ago, I was referred to a loan officer who from my realtor and she took the app over the phone. I just didn't feel great about my interaction with her. And I think a lot about that in that case, if someone had followed up with a survey, one, maybe they could have saved the deal, but two, they would have collected really in helpful feedback, you know, and I think um, if we're not listening to our customers, if we're not giving them a voice and aggregating that information to inform the customer experience and business decisions, I think we're yeah. really well, missing the mark. We're, yeah. And we're going to get to the winners here in a minute. <laughs> but this is a fun topic. Um, so so often, though, people get stuck on just wanting the good reviews and the five stars and all that. I always find the gold is in the narrative. It's The gold is in some of the less than five star reviews with very pointed comments that you can then take an action on. Maybe not, maybe you're not going to turn that particular deal around, but if you can address a hole or a gap in your process by learning from that verbatim feedback, that, that to me is just golden is golden feedback. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, like you had said before, just giving the customer a voice in and of itself is creating a positive experience. And so, yeah, the, I think the negative experiences are helpful to to listen to that and be able to inform your next steps in terms of what technology is prioritized or, you know, I mean, listening to your customers is going to help you in, in that regard, but also listening to your customers For gives sure. them a good experience. Well, let's, are you ready to make the announcement here? I mean, this is like, this is like breaking news. I need to have like some kind of drum roll or, you know, confetti or something, but uh, an exciting I moment know. for my little podcast. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, we have, uh, I'm going to announce our uh, company winners. And then um, I think it might be, uh, we'll release the individual winners. Um, so, you know, we don't talk through all the winners. <laughs> <laughs> but this was really, really fun. Um, our small division winner in the top mortgage company category was Zenith Home Loans. Um, and I will say our number one loan officer uh, in the rankings was Giuseppe um, Battaglioli uh, from Zenith Home Loans. So they really killed it. Yeah. And then um, we had our medium division winner in the top mortgage company was Summit Mortgage. Um, they had over 3,600 reviews and 4.9 rating, 4.94. And our large company winner was Envoy with nearly 9,000 reviews, 4.93 rating. Um, and then our jumbo winner was oh, uh, nice. Finance of America. So Yes. And they had over 9,500 total reviews, 4.92. Um, and I'm interviewing most of these companies and we'll be releasing those on social media if I haven't already at the time of this release. Um, so I love hearing from them and from our top performer LOs as well, uh, because I think that that really, it, it's been very interesting to me. So Maybe this is stating the obvious, <laughs> but it, for, for a company to have over 9,500 reviews and a north of a 494, I think is what I heard. To me, all I, I, I hear one thing, and that's culture. They've embedded mm -hmm. the customer as part of their culture, and, the, and that experience is part of the culture. Is that consistent with these four winners? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So Mike Farr, I interviewed recently, he's the president of retail at Finance of America, and um, he was so inspiring to me. I literally had chills through the interview uh, because he just talks about it. it is absolutely embedded in their culture. And um, and he even he was like, you know, this is not high enough. We're not at five stars. But just for him to say that uh, means that this is so central to uh, everything that they um, they live and breathe. Yeah, I mean, organization. to me, when I. It's one thing to say, oh, I got a 4.94 star rating. And then you, you know, it's like your Uber driver. Then you find out they, they've been driving for 10 days. <laughs> they've, got, they've got three ratings. Yeah. They probably drove their mom twice out of the three times. Uh, but, but you get to, the, you know, closing in on 10,000 plus reviews. That's, that's, that's real. That's scale. That just tells me that that's a, that's a company mm -hmm. that gets it. The, the, the flip side of that, and I have a... I don't know what the answer is going to be here, but do you, I'm guessing you see individual loan officers who maybe aren't at the best culture, but they still are able to have kind of their own personal culture and how they deal with customer. And that comes out in their score. Do you see that a lot too, where you have these massive disparities? 
Um, I haven't, I guess, seen the massive disparities. That would be interesting to look at. Uh, but I do, you see all, you know, on social media and things that where loan officers just stand out and they've clearly built their own culture and their own, their own brand and everything, you know? And so I think there, there's always the opportunity yeah. to build your own culture built around customer experience, but you often see that coming from the top down as well. Um, so in an ideal world, you've got both of those, but no matter what, you have full responsibility and op the opportunity to build that customer experience for, for yourself. So Krista, this has been, this is like super cool. Like yeah. I said, it's a first for my little podcast, getting to uh, break some news, industry news and, and announce your your four company award winners. Is there any anybody else you want to recognize while we're on? Um, we had a couple of um, top performers coming from New American Funding, and uh, we have one from Priority, Embrace, Homeowners Financial. It's really across the board. So I think uh, I just want to say how how grateful we are for everyone to participate, and um, and it's been really exciting to be able to promote that culture of customer experience. So I would also love to hear your stories. So for those watching, if you have stories about your culture built around customer experience or examples of this, I would love to hear I those love and promote it. Well, those as well. Kristen, this has been a blast. I'm glad we had our semi-annual uh, podcast together. Let's not wait six months for the next one. <laughs> Yeah, good talking yeah, with you. Thanks for coming on and sharing this great uh, update. And uh, we'll see everybody next week on FinTech Friday. Thank you. Good. Bye.